Our scripture reading today is Mark chapter 14, verses 3 through 9. And while, we, and while he was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leopard, as he was reclining at table, a woman came with an alabaster flask of ointment, a pure nard, very costly, and she broke the flask and poured it over his head. There were some who said to themselves indignantly, why was the ointment wasted like that? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and given to the poor. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, leave her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you. And whenever you want, you can do good for them. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could. She has anointed my body beforehand for burial. And truly, I say to you, wherever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. May the Lord bless us in the reading of his holy word. We only have two more vignettes to go through in the Gospel of Mark. And this vignette here is one of the most beautiful, beautiful images of the response of a believer or the response of someone who has met the Lord. Imagine when you meet someone who you have adored and loved from afar and meet them face to face for the first time. Just the joy that fills up your heart. Just the way the excitement sort of renders you speechless. All you want to do is get their autograph, perhaps, or even just a selfie, a picture with them, commemorating the time that you met your hero or heroine. We see a woman who sees Jesus and recognizes him as the Son of God, the Messiah. Jesus himself is just reclining at a table at the house of Simon the leper. Simon was probably someone who had leprosy, was probably healed by Jesus, and together they're celebrating and, and enjoying the presence of, of Jesus himself. And yet the people of God who sit there, as they watch Jesus do his thing, they are still have in their mind what is right and what is wrong for Jesus to do. In a sense, saying to Jesus, this is how you should act as the Messiah. But in comes a woman with an alabaster jar of ointment a pure nard. Now people wondered, why does this woman have this big alabaster jar, a pure nard, of this ointment with her? Now some will say that, well, she was probably a salesperson, and that big jar she was taking around with her to, to, to sell. Others will say, she knew that Jesus was present and she consciously brought that jar 
in the presence of Jesus with the intention of anointing the one that she loved. And I myself, when I read this passage, believe the later interpretation to be true. We do not know her background story here. In the other gospels, especially the Gospel of John, it's, it's told that this woman is, is Mary, the, 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 uh, the sister of, of Lazarus who was raised from the dead, the one who had known, known Jesus. Could be her, it could be someone else. But we know that she came into the place and intentionally went to Jesus to show her love and devotion. Now this alabaster flask or this jar of ointment, it says it was worth 300 denarii. And if you have your study Bible with you, it'll tell you that 300 denarii is about a year's worth of wages. A year's worth of wages. For a middle-class person, about a denarii a day. And so you can imagine someone who makes $40,000 a year bringing this jar that's worth $40,000. And she comes to Jesus and she pours it over his head in love. If this is that Mary, the other gospels say that, that it pour, she poured it over his feet as well and with her hair wiped Jesus' feet. And if it is the same woman, people often say, well, was it the head or was it the feet? And I say, if you have like 12 to 16 ounces, a jar of perfume, that's a lot of perfume, right, women? Usually it's like a half ounce or an ounce of perfume that you buy, right? Not 12 ounces. If it is 12 to 16, or whatever it may be, that's enough to do your feet, the body. Sorry, the head, the body, and the feet as well. Now the expectations of the people around the table, and these are people who've met Jesus, who know Jesus, but their thinking is, that's what we would think. Why are they wasting this money? Why are they wasting this money? We could have sold this, given it to the poor, and done so much more good. Brothers and sisters, Jesus said to them, the poor will always be with you. This does not mean that we do not give and help the poor. But first things is first. When someone meets Jesus and falls in love with Jesus, they give Jesus everything. 
In the beginning of Mark, when the first disciples met Jesus, he said to them, I will make you fishers of men. They left everything to follow Jesus. When the rich young man said, how can I enter the kingdom of God? And Jesus says, you're close. All you need to do is sell everything and follow me. He didn't. But what did Jesus ask for? He asked for everything. This woman who appeared before God in the presence of all of these men, uninhibited, seeing Jesus and Jesus alone, said, this is my Savior, the one I love, and I will pour out my perfume, my ointment upon him. And Jesus, and he's the only one who could say this, Jesus says it is right for her to do this. No one else has the right to say that. Anyone else who says that has hubris. But Jesus knew what he was going to do. Lay down his life for you and me. And so this woman gives everything and anoints Jesus' body. Brothers and sisters, there is something amazing about the faith we have in Christ. We start to see that everything that we have has been given to us by him. We realize that everything that we have is not simply by our own work or abilities, but by the providence of God. Who allowed us to live in a time like this, in a country like this? God did. Who gave us our abilities our natural talents, God did. Who gave us the health that we have to to accomplish what we have accomplished? God did. And we know that we are dependent upon him in all things. But that's just simply the surface thing, surface things. As we go deeper, who is it that has loved us, secured our salvation, given us hope in all things? God has. And so it's only right for all of us, just like this woman, to give all of ourselves to the Lord. Action follows faith. Generosity follows thanksgiving. All of that we give to the Lord 
depends upon our understanding of how much we are loved by him. Now, there are times when you would look at missionaries and I would see them go into the field. And I always wonder, when I see these missionaries go into the field with little kids especially, I'll see a family like a three or four and the youngest is maybe just like, like Colin's age. And they're like coming and say, we're, we're going on the missions field. We're going to this country to, to serve the Lord. And in my head, I'm thinking, these kids are too young. This, this, is, this, is, this is crazy. Why don't they wait until the kids graduate from college and then they go to the missions field? And I got to catch myself. I'm just like those people dining with Jesus, telling Jesus how to best do his kingdom. Instead, my heart should be saying, Lord, thank you for sending people like that for your kingdom. Help me, help our family and our families to follow your will as well. God has given so much to us that we respond in faith by loving him and returning all that he's given us to him. Now, the question is, is well, how has he done that? This woman poured everything that she owned, oh, sorry, all the oil upon Jesus. If she was someone who was selling that, a merchant, she probably sold her whole year's inventory right there. To anoint Jesus' body, to prepare it for his burial, his death. And we may say, we need to be like this woman. But I would say, don't look at the woman. Look what Jesus does later on. When Jesus died at that cross, he held nothing back for you. He poured out his blood, his life. He did not hear the sounds of the evil one saying, Jesus, follow me and I will give you all the kingdoms. Jesus, throw yourself off the mountain. I will call your angels to call you. We'll build your kingdom here. Jesus didn't even listen to himself saying, this is going to be hard for me. But Jesus listened to his father and he saw you, those that he loves. He poured out more than perfume or ointment, but he poured out his life for you.
And now you who believe in Jesus, you have the fragrance of Christ. By the Spirit, all peoples will come into your presence and smell, experience that same loving sacrifice in your own lives. You see, this vignette is a reminder to us, brothers and sisters, that God has done and poured out everything for us. It is a reminder to us that we need to respond likewise to him. Come to the Lord each and every day with thanksgiving. Be loving and patient with one another in Christ. Rejoice when you ask for forgiveness and you receive forgiveness in Christ. Rejoice when Jesus is, is, is glorified in your lives. And as you do, our Lord himself will be glorified. Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy in all things. Your love truly is extravagant, Lord God. Father, we thank you, Lord, for these stories of these people who have responded to you. And we thank you, Lord, that we see ourselves both as the, the people around Jesus saying, why, why is this woman doing this? But also, Lord, we see ourselves, Lord, as the woman as well. For, Lord, we indeed are people who will give all things for you and your glory. Thank you, Lord, for pouring out your, yourself your blood at the cross. And me, may we, as your people, continue to serve you all the days of our lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.